0: This week's episode is sponsored by the Doors Open Connect app platform, designed by real estate agents for real estate agents. Join our growing network and community of professional agents by downloading the app today for free on the Apple App Store. Also sponsored and brought to you by Joe Pavage Jr. and his team at Realty World. With over a billion dollars in gross sold real estate deals, Joe Pavage Jr. is the name you can trust in real estate. Looking to buy or sell real estate? Contact Joe or a member of his team today at 239-910-0304 or email him at at pavage123 at gmail.com office is located at 21301 south tamiami trail suite 340 Estero, florida 33928 hello this is deshaun with the doors open connect podcast and this is my co-host rick say hello rick how are we doing today thank you very much for listening we hope you guys all had a great week and a great 20 entrance uh intro to 2021 and uh you know, let's dive in. Let's get into the meat and potatoes, as we like to say, um, and we'll get straight to the point here. We're, we're really excited about this, uh, this episode here, and it's going to be our first one of 2021. Starting the
1: new year off big. And Special uh, guest.
0: Absolutely. We're really excited to have this gentleman, um, very well-renowned, play a little intro music for you, and we'll, uh, we'll get started here. So today we have with us Mr. Joe Pavage Jr., A lifestyle real estate expert specializing in Southwest Florida real estate. Joe has spent more than 15 years serving the needs of real estate buyers and sellers throughout the state of Florida. Joe Pavich is always taking the extra step, making him one of the nation's top producing real estate professionals in our area. So Joe has been ranked number one in the world. for Realty World seven years in a row between the uh, years 2013 to 2019 and has sold over $1 billion in personal gross sales. That's with B, billion. (laughs) A a billion with a B. Some of his most notable accolades and positions uh, voted best local real estate agent by uh, the news press between the years 2014 and 2018. He's received the six-year five-star award from Gulf Shore Life for customer service And Joe is well um, involved and an active member of a Southwest Florida community and is honored to be uh, sponsored of FGCU, Circle of Red, American Heart Association, Super Kids, Literacy Council, Alico Family Golf, Southwest Florida Family Businesses, New Horizons, Florida Stingrays, Golisano Children's Hospital, Literacy Council, Gulf Coast, and many more. What an impressive resume you have, Joe. Um, We're so happy to have you here, and welcome to the Doors Open Connect podcast, and thank you very much for making time.
2: Thanks, Deshaun and Ricky. I'm glad to be here, and I'm glad to be the first one of 2021.
0: Yeah, this is exciting. Um, Joe, let's dive in. Man, I know we we formally introduced you, and as of yesterday, you currently have 40 listings and worth a total of almost $40 million. And uh, we know it wasn't always that way. Can you please elaborate um, where you're from,
2: how you got your start? uh and uh, who you are tell our listeners well my name is joe pavich and i was born and raised in calumet city illinois okay. in 1975. gave away my age so um so i basically grew up there and uh, we moved to the east side of chicago around the eighth grade or so because we sold our home in calumet city so every summer we'd come down to florida my family lived here my grandparents uncles everybody was here so we decided, you know, every summer we would come down. And, and by the time my parents said to me, we're going to move to Florida, I was okay with that, <laughs> because we came down so often and uh, loved it here. So it was great. I would say after you know, I was school went to school at Estero high school, graduated in 1993. And like everybody trying to figure out what you want to do. And I thought baseball was my was my path and um, started playing baseball at Edison Community College. And, you know, like everybody, you could hope that somebody recognizes you and and picks you up and you you make it to the show. Well, you know, when you're playing for a a college, you realize that, you know, all the kids that are trying out for these schools are the best kids from every area. And all of a sudden you're, you know, you think you're great and then you're not. You realize that you're, you know, you're maybe a big fish in a small pond and you put all these big players together and all of a sudden, you know, (laughs) you're not going anywhere. So I found it really quickly that it's really tough. I mean, you got to really be great at at sports to to be able to get to the top. And I just wasn't there. So I went to Gainesville from there. And I thought, well, Edison didn't work. Let me go to Gainesville. It's close to University of Florida. Um, Let me see if I can get exposed there, right? Didn't do that great. (laughs) Decided after about a year, I got to get back home, start working and figure this out. So um, Edison Mall actually had a clothing store called Burdines. Okay and now it's Macy's, and at the time, I thought, how cool would that be to just work at a a store selling clothes, and I thought it'd be just, you know, kind of a a time to get through college, and really enjoyed that, actually, for probably about a year and a half, and my mom, at the time, worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car, you know, climbing her way up the corporate ladder. She loved it, and she kept saying, hey, you should give it a shot. I can get you in, and I was like, okay, that sounds cool. Let's do that, so I thought, you know, it's it's a really cool business with enterprise because you start as a management trainee, you work to a management assistant and you kind of work your way up and it allows you to be able to manage your own business, which I thought was pretty cool. So I started and I, I loved it. I worked there for about five years and really that was really my path at the time. I thought, this is so great. I can make this my career. Right. And at the time my father was in real estate. So it's funny cause my mom got me to enterprise and my dad got me into real estate. So okay. my dad said, you to, you gotta work with me. We got to start selling some homes. And, in you know, the late nineties there was nothing to sell. I mean, this was all just vacant land in town. Mm-hmm. There was a few communities, you know, and we didn't have much to sell. So I thought, geez, at 21 years old, 22 sitting open houses every Sunday, just didn't seem like a lot of fun to me. Cause I remember as a kid, you know, your parents are saying, Hey guys, let's go to this open house. And you're like, geez, open houses, you know? <laughs> so I think I was a little bit concerned that it would be as boring as going to open houses when I was a kid. So um, yeah, I just, I start doing it. It's actually the same principles that I, I use today. And that's when the phone rings, I pick it up. You know, I had tons of open houses, meeting people. I always have business cards on me. And it's a people's business. So I've been doing it for almost 20 years now, actually. And um, I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I just love what I do, but it takes time. I mean, this is a career where it's your name, right. you know, you're selling, mm-hmm. you know, we're selling homes, but we're really selling right. you know, I feel like we're the product, you know, people can, you know, for example, if I have a home as beautiful as the one we're sitting in right now, people will call on that home, for example, if they like what they see. But if somebody doesn't know the area, they're gonna call me. And i got to sell myself to them. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, hopefully you know, they're ref- they recommended and referred, and, and it's an easy foot in for me, especially if they're recommended to me. You're, you're, you're solid. You know you're going to have that customer. But it's a lot of work, and it doesn't happen overnight. I think a lot of people think that, oh, real estate, you, know, you just sell homes, yeah, pass that card. And th-. But it doesn't work that way. It's a very hard business, and I think you gotta, you got to keep listings in front of you. You always have to have things going on, and the phone's got to ring and it's great i love what i do
1: yeah so when you got started what was the market like back then i know you said there was not much to sell were you were you selling a lot more newer construction or was it a lot of resale or lots and how has, how has it changed since then
2: good question it's it's changed quite a bit because then there wasn't a whole lot to sell so um, we knew everything on the market we would it, it wasn't really mls based like it is now we just knew what was out there so we sold some resale homes. Um, some lots, some new construction, and and then new developments start coming up. So you would learn. I would learn a development really well, and then another development would open up, and I would learn that one really well. And then the next development would open up, and I learned that one really well. So the cool thing about me is that I saw them all being constructed. Mm-hmm. So I knew if this, if they like this community, they're gonna love oh. this one. And if and if they love this one, they're gonna really love this one. So. You know, like today I I got a call from a customer and I asked him like two or three questions and I had 10 homes picked out and I I could fast forward that so easily for people now because I I watched it all grow. I know the history of the communities, you know, what they like, what they didn't like, what roads you want to be on, what homes you want to be in, what floor plans were maybe floor plans of the past, what people are looking for now. So it's just changed so much. It's so much fun because I know the history of them.
0: Yeah. And, and kind of going off uh, that question, you know, what market trends or reports um, do you follow to gauge the temperature of the real estate market now and today?
2: So that, that's a great question. You know, I gauge really my listings and how my activity is going on my stuff. You know, the overall economy, you can, people get really tied up in what's going on in the world and everything else. I mean, I look at my listings, my buyers and what's going on. So I actually have tracking systems that, that are tied into um my website the mls and various things so if, if a customer lists their home with me i don't just tell them after a month it's been on the market oh it's slow it'll pick up i mean I, I can tell them hey 500 people have clicked on your home i have only got one showing something's wrong there you know what i mean right i've had that one call they came to look at the property they said it was priced too high so we really follow analytics and things like that to help us determine you know, is this home price too high? Is it price fair? Is it priced too low? Which is typically never the case. Right. You know, although some sellers may say, Oh, maybe it's priced too low. Let's raise the price. And I'm like, no, it's not, that's not the problem. Believe me. But it's, but it's interesting because we do track that stuff and there's, there's so many systems now that we have that we can just go right back in and, and, and it tells the story, which is so helpful. Yeah.
1: So tell us a little bit about uh realty world, how it works. And what advice would you give to new agents That are starting out and they don't know whether they want to join a bigger brokerage with maybe a commission split or maybe another brokerage that's got 100 percent what advice would you give to them and tell us a little bit about realty world
2: okay so realty world is an international company there's close to a thousand offices which is really cool because it gives us a lot of support if there's a a buyer up north they get recommended to us down here and we have a really just a great system there Um, Sometimes Realty World people and people might think Realty World is just us, but it's 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 a really large company, a lot of support. I love working for them. We've been with them from day 1. And through the years I've met with so many different real estate companies, you know, just the different brands, different things, but you know, real estate is your is in your heart. So, you know, I see a lot of people move from company to company waiting to mm-hmm. find that perfect fit. And the fit is you, you have to make it work, you know, they're going to help you like there's companies out there that will help you with leads. But you got it, you know, you're going to call 1000 people and maybe one or two buys. So I think people get burned out thinking mm-hmm. that they make a few phone calls and get some leads right away. But it's a, it's a little bit of a process. So the cool thing about Realty World is if you're an established agent, we're perfect for you. Because, you know, we're not gonna be over your shoulder all day micromanaging you, we want you to get out there. And if you want to take it to the next level, we're great for that. If somebody sells 2 million a year and they want to sell five or 10 or whatever it might be, I can help implement some of the things that I do for the newer agents to tell them exactly what they need to do. Now, Realty World, I would say one of the things for us that we don't have is the perfect training for maybe a newer agency, a newer agent. There's companies out there really specialize in getting somebody in and getting them to love the business and training and videos and all that stuff. We we don't really specialize in that. We're, we're for the guy that wants to make from go from 5 million to 20 million a year Mm -hmm. or or vice versa. And, um, we don't want to oversee so much. We just want to get you to the next level. So that's one of the differences for us. Some of the commission splits, I know you mentioned, you know, earlier on, you know, about going 100% office to, uh, you know, got an office with a split or a fee or what it might be. They each offer some different things. So I would find out as a newer agent, you know, what that office might have to offer. Are they going to pay for your, your board dues, your, your realtor.com enhancements, you know, are they going to pay for brochures and marketing? You need to find out what, what they're going to pay for and utilize those things. Cause I know for me, I pay for that myself. And I spend a lot of money on, on postcards and brochures and realtor.com and the MLS. I mean, there's a lot of things that we do. So, right. I would, as a new agent, I would find out what they have to offer you and and, and ask those questions. You're interviewing them.
1: Yeah, that's or, what a lot of agents agent. forget. They yeah. forget that. They think that the broker is actually interviewing them when it's the
0: other way around.
2: Yeah, for sure.
0: Now, um, I believe your your father, Mr. Joe Pavage, uh, Sr., has, you know, as you mentioned, he got you kind of started into it and uh, mentored you a little bit. How important is it to have a mentor or somebody to hold you accountable and kind of you know, listen and kind of be the fly on the wall until it's time for you to go.
2: It's so important to Sean. I still call my dad and say, dad, what would you do in this situation? And it's so important to, because there's so many scenarios that we come across that you get something thrown at you and you go, Oh my God, what, you know, how do I, how do I respond to this, this question or whatever it might be? So it is so important to have somebody that's with you that can help you answer you know questions no two deals are the same right that, that's that's exactly right <laughs> yeah. so
1: so with a billion dollars in sales so far right what motivates you what keeps you you know your drive going because there's a lot of agents out there that they'll, they'll hit these big deals and then they'll get lazy and you'll find them on the couch for the next six months. And they're like, Oh man, I ran through all that money. I got to figure out my next deal. Sure. But you keep going, you keep going. It's almost like you're a machine. Like you don't sleep. We, we follow you all over social media and we're like, does this guy sleep? Is he half robot? Like what's going on with him So what motivates you? What, what gets you up every day that, that helps you balance your lifestyle? Um, that keeps you on track.
2: Thanks. Thanks, Ricky. It's, it's a, you know, it's a tough mix. You know, you have to be home with the kids and you gotta, you gotta eat dinner and you gotta go to baseball games and horseback riding and soccer and, and play catch in the yard. I mean, I do all those things. I would say what motivates me probably the, the most is that I've seen agents, you know, that were at the top when I started and you watch them after a couple of years and, and maybe they're not as big as they were. And and I think people, sometimes they think they got something on lockdown and they sort of fade away and the it marketing might it. stop a little bit and think it's always going to be there. I was always so afraid that that would happen to me. And that really motivates me to just make sure that I'm on my game at all times. And I have such a great system now. I, I can't tell you guys how happy I am. I mean, Cindy, Teresa, Stacy, Julie, my team, they're so awesome. I feel like I just started. I mean, I've been doing this 20 years. I, you know, even if, you know down the road, you know, I, I don't see me stopping. I just love, I love the drive, I love, getting that listing. I love going in there and meeting with a seller. And then when I leave, you know, I got the listing and then they're referring me to their friends. And, you know, it's just such a fun career for me. That my drive, I think, might be somewhat based on fear of never being the person that went from the top to the bottom. You know, I want Mm -hmm. to always be at the top. So right now, I got my A game, that's for sure.
1: And what what are some of those uh, daily routines that you have?
2: So daily routine, first thing is wake up, early you know and cup of coffee right in the morning relax i don't you know i don't flip through social media for two hours and you know you're just swiping and swiping i you know i turn the phone yeah i turn flip the phone over like it is right now yeah put on the news or a show or something and sit there for half an hour before the world gets up Mm -hmm. and then i go to the gym and i start there and once i go to the gym i come home get the kids ready for school throw some strudels in the uh and the toaster for them, and and you know, and off we go. So, and once I drop the kids off at eight thirty, um, the day begins.
1: So you're saying you only sleep about three hours a day? That's about it. That's <laughs> <laughs> all you need, right? Yeah. From
0: Gary V, huh? So, uh, Joe, we're currently recording this podcast in this beautiful home. It's a new listing. You just listed it for an impressive seven point four million. Imagine uh, Ricky and I just walk through the door, and you know we're
2: all cash buyers, and we're ready. We're ready to buy. Sell us on this particular listing, Sean. This home is such a rare find for downtown. It is a. It is the perfect diamond. It is. There's nothing out there right now in the market. So the biggest thing for me is explaining to people like, you know, they come in the door, and there's not 10 other homes like this. There's only one. So we're in. We're in a prime time location, close to everything you know, I could hit a pitching wedge which is about 150 yard shot, you know, and just get <laughs> to the it's a beach, to the beach from here. I mean, I might hook it left and it might land and, you know, land on Go the right sand up. somewhere. I mean, but it's right here and you know, there's so many restaurants downtown. And it's funny because the owners of this property, they're just such great people. I love them to death. And they're in their golf cart all the time. <laughs> they have all these beautiful cars and that golf cart is so awesome for them that's their favorite car out of all their cars because they drive to all these restaurants and everything is so down here and this home is is it's just a gem i mean it's and it's does, a rare find does it go out to the golf here it, it doesn't but it's walking distance, walking distance yeah. Yeah. yeah pitch pitching wedge because I, <laughs> I i
0: was listening i was going through some of your videos and things and I, I i realized that you you like to fish and um, if I was an avid fisherman and on the water and, and if you're trying to get away from places like Talos park or golf, you know, uh, golf courses, et cetera, and you really like it downtown fifth Avenue, this would be the ultimate place to be. Um, it is. This, it really this is. This home is beautiful. We're looking at a, a gorgeous wine rack, uh, wine room really. Um, just on the other side of us here on this podcast and it's beautiful stairway and it's, this place is amazing. So sign us up. Well, we're, so, we're yeah. sold. Do you have Here's that 7.4 million cash
2: contracts right here to <laughs> one cool thing about this house is that it's it's a few years old it's brand new i mean it's better than brand new because when the owners bought this property they've done so many things to the home to make it even better which is hard to believe because if you saw this house a year ago you wouldn't believe it could be better but the great thing is is you know sometimes something new for example you mentioned fishing Mm -hmm. like a boat for example sometimes a brand new boat that's five years or two years old that's never been used when you go to use it everything's broken because it's not being used so this home is lived it's lived in um they're so meticulous every property i've sold for them it's sold right away because of the condition the care of the things they put into the home so uh, i mean we right now we've had it's been in the market one day i've had 25 phone calls i mean i've actually had to condense showings to a few hours and just pack them in because i mean the poor sellers have been out in and out of here all day because we've had so many showings, which they love, and they're okay with that, and so am I. But we've had to actually condense showings. Well, that's good. That's it, a good problem to have. It is. Yeah. And this weekend, I'm doing an open house from one to four, and um, I've had four, about three or four phone calls for a Saturday, Sunday showing. I said, "Guys, come on Sunday. You know, come on Sunday. Sunday. So it's going to be open." I mean,
1: you could you could tell looking looking around in this listing that they're very meticulous about. The design of it and how everything looks and everything looks clean and if you didn't tell me that it was a couple years old i would have been like hmm, was this built last year because yeah. this looks it looks brand new everything looks n- new and great
2: yeah i mean it is pretty much brand new they bought it actually just about a year ago and okay. at that point it was never even lived in so it's it is pretty much brand new yeah Are they, they selling it furnished yes okay well did See, you
1: get that seven four point four million. You said you had cash, right? There it We're is. We're buying it.
2: <laughs> seven four. We'll throw the golf cart in for you, Deshaun. There it <laughs> is. <laughs> hey guys, if you're
0: listening to this and we release the podcast, you better hurry up and contact Joe. Uh this is a one ninety sixteenth Avenue South Naples, Florida, three four one zero two downtown close to Fifth Avenue. Um it is a five plus a den and uh seven baths so it's it's a it's an amazing house again the location it's one of a kind speaks for itself so uh reach out to joe and uh yeah this is it's, this is great thank you for having us here as well yeah this is thank this
1: you. is cool when we get to venture out from the office and actually <laughs> do our our show in a house like this sure so what was one of your i have a question for you what was one of your most challenging deals off the top of your head and how did what did you do to get creative to get it sold
2: great question so every deal is challenging. Mm -hmm. People think sometimes you just get a listing and it sells and that's it. I mean, there are so many things that happen throughout the process. Getting the contract and getting it to closing are two different things because you got, sometimes you got, you know, condominium documents, bylaws, budgets, people review that stuff. They get three days to get that, 15 days for an inspection. Sometimes the inspectors come in here and beat these homes up a little bit and (laughs) all of a sudden the seller doesn't want to, do the repairs because they feel that they've already given them a good price. The buyer wants the repairs done. I have negotiations that sort of happen. And A lot of that comes down to trust too, because if the customers trust me, they might say, "Joe, what do you think?" And I'm able to give my opinion. Um, there's just so many things that happen. So I've had so many deals. Uh, how much time do we have? I can give you some, some crazy stories. We <laughs> no, gonna, we, we, <laughs> we, we got gonna, as long as you need. You know, so, you we've know, we a challenging story. You know. Uh, without naming
0: names, without getting anybody in trouble, um, we've all had some some hard
2: deals. Sure. So this this one in particular really rings out to me. So I think the best thing that we can all do in our careers is to put ourselves in the buyer's shoes and the seller's shoes. Because you might think, oh, they're being unreasonable. But I think if you put yourself in their shoes, you would go, oh, actually, I would probably ask to ask for the same thing. So one deal one deal that happened about five years ago, it was my listing. Another agent came in, brought the buyer. Um, it was sold furnished and apparently when the sellers were moving out, which was actually like the day of closing. So like, it wasn't something where we had enough time to really, um, you know, get in there. I mean, they were moving out as they were closing. It was happening at the same time. Well, apparently the sellers had taken some things they weren't supposed to, <laughs> and it was a pretty, pretty good sized list. And most of the furniture was there, but a lot of art and stuff. So at the closing table, um, it closed, everything was fine. The other agent called me and said, my buyers are disappointed they want to meet with you. So I said, okay, let me meet with them. So I, I go in, sit down with them, and I said, tell me what's wrong. And they said, well, your seller ended up taking about $10,000 with the things that we, we've had our designer price out. Now, I know that this home that I sold was it was about 15 years old. The stuff that they were talking about was really 1000 thousand, two thousand, 2000 whatever it was. It wasn't a big number, right? right? So I went back to my seller and I said, they're disappointed. He says, well, I'm already back home. This stuff's already on on its way. I'm not bringing it back. They got a good deal already and move on. So all of a sudden I go back to the buyers again. And I said, I am so sorry. He is basically telling me that he's out. He doesn't, he he doesn't want to do anything. And he said, well, Joe, you have a big name in town and we're holding you accountable. What are you going to do? And I said, what do you want? And they said, split the difference and, and, and give us the money and we'll move on. We'll be happy and we'll recommend you. And I said, okay, wrote them a check at the, on the spot. And when I left there, I felt like I did something really good. I felt really good about giving them because they were disappointed, gave them the money. They were thrilled, became a big referral source for me. But just scenarios like that, that people sometimes look at the commission, what you're going to be making, give, I'm giving a good portion of it back. You know, why should I do that? Why should I have to give it back? And they they think about that too much they focus too much on why do i have to do that that's not my problem for me i always thought it is my problem right because they're mm-hmm. holding me accountable and i want to make them happy they're they live in a community where i live in and i, I want to get i want to get these people on, on board so i did felt great moved on and you know did the right thing so you got to do the right thing lots of stories yeah. like that put yourself in their shoes mm-hmm. and and i understand from their side if i bought something that I felt like I paid top dollar for, and what, was, what, I, what I expected to get and what I got were two different things. I'd be disappointed in myself, and I mm-hmm. told him that and shook hands and gave a big hug and moved on.
1: Yeah, and what you did there was, was being the bigger man the whole situation and making sure your reputation stayed intact. A lot of agents I know would say, no, nah, I'm not doing that, yeah. <laughs> and they would, they would ruin a possible future deal with you know, those people or, or someone, of course, everything's posted on social media. So, someone, you know, that's that other agent could have posted something up. Oh, Joe did a horrible job. He did this, you know, which could hurt reputation. Sure. But, and
2: yeah. we're small down here. So, yeah, reputation everybody knows everybody
1: yeah. or they run into each other eventually.
2: For sure. And you get to be so focused on people's opinion, you know, even not only sellers, buyers, but other realtors. Mm-hmm. I have so many good realtors that are friends. I never badmouth my competition these guys, there's a lot of good people out there, a lot of good realtors. And sometimes if I lose a listing, I'll call the other agent and say, congratulations. I don't know how you got that one. I, I gave them everything I had and they, they went with you. So, you know, congrats. Yeah. I get, I get Can't excited
1: get seeing agents that I've worked with before that have been a pleasure. I'm like, yes. And then I, I, I always remember the agents that I didn't have a good time working with. And I'm like, Oh no, they're on the contract. <laughs> well, you
2: want them to show your listings too. I mean, if yeah. I have a listing and I don't want people to say, that Joe Pavich, he was tough, he was tough to work with. So, you know, they call me and there it hasn't worked. been too many times in my whole life that, you know, that I could say that I did something, you know, wrong and, you know, they shouldn't want to you I mean, there's been a couple battles over the years, don't right. get me wrong, but mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we kissed and hugged and, and made up, so. That's
0: what you know. it is. What, uh, thinking um, on that topic, what was one of your favorite deals that you can come off the top of your head, just something that
2: my favorite deals would probably be with this seller that I'm selling this home for right now. I mean, they, one of them, that was one of my top, one of my favorites. I mean, they, I've known them for years. They're very loyal to me. Their homes are in meticulous condition. They always price them good. They do all the things that, that we like to do to try to get these homes ready. So yeah, yeah this is one of them that we're sitting in right now. Yeah. Beautiful. And they,
1: they were, they, she was super nice when we came in, offered, offered water, something to drink. Um, And, you know, we, we run across agents. I mean, not agents. Um, you know, some of our buyers and sellers where they're just a pain to work with sometimes. Um, but she seemed super nice and she was very friendly with us. And that's very, very special.
2: Great people. They recommend me to others. They're very, always very easy to work with. They really take my advice seriously. We, we huddle up as a team and we, we're gonna make it happen on this one. Oh yeah,
0: and you—you you got them under uh, looking for another one, or they're already. Yeah, we're you know I can't oh, say. Yeah, but, you we're know. working, working <laughs> on something. We'll yeah. sh- Stay we'll tuned. Something. Stay yeah. tuned. We'll something, something. Stay tuned. Something, something. Stay tuned. That's uh, right. Uh, what is? Um, what are some of the indications of where an agent might need to fire a client? Something that that maybe it's just time to separate and and go different ways.
2: I think. Real unrealistic expectations is probably the biggest thing. You know, sometimes you have a number in mind. The seller might have a different number in mind, and that could be difficult sometimes. Sometimes the buyers as well. You know, maybe they're looking for something that's not out there, and you know they they think you're not doing your job, and really, really, actually, you are, but they they don't really realize that. So, unrealistic expectations, I think, is the biggest thing. It hasn't happened too many times in my career where I've actually actually get rid of a of a client because I can usually get right through and and get them on board and everything else but i had some listings in the past where i came and i gave them a number and i said it's worth this and they wanted to be at this plus you know 30 percent yeah and then we list the home anyway and after three or four months they're wondering what we're doing to sell the home and we're high and i have to remind them that this is your price you wanted this price i want it to be here so we can get to this number and most of the time they listen to me and they allow me to get the price back down but if you're at the wrong price, you have to get to the, the right price very quickly. Mm-hmm. The longer you drag it out, I mean, days in the market now Matter. are horrible for homes. So what's like, wrong with the? What's wrong with yeah. it? Yeah, why doesn't somebody else want this? And you know, why should I want it? Nobody else wants it. And that, that does happen after six months or a year on the market, so we try to not let that happen. Do you, but just, just on
0: that note, like uh, listening like this, for example, such big, you know, square footage and and high price point, do you just uh, do you ever get appraisals done or recommend an appraisal on top of the the comps analysis?
2: Good question. I have in the past, not too often, because I feel like that's one of my specialties is being able to determine the market value on something, being able to figure out because compare because the appraisal and the market value are are some different things, right? Mm -hmm. So like, especially right now, lack of inventory is a big driver in the market as well. There's nothing on the market right now. So, you know, an appraiser would look at what has sold and we look at how much can we get because a lot of things aren't factored in. Right. Finishes location, I mean, location is an appraiser, of course finishes is too, but you know, we know what floor plans sell better. Like for example, if you take a a 5,800 square foot home, right, and you know, it's a big home and you got a nice big open floor plan, the home across the street might have sold for, you know, just throw a number out there, 7 million or whatever it might be. And right. that, that floor plan might've been a very chopped up floor plan where the, the kitchen's closed in, the family's rooms are small. The, the ceiling heights are, you know, seven foot yeah. and, you know, the floor plan's a little bit weird. So appraisers don't really take that into consideration. And, you know, when they're, are looking at values, it's more or less like for us, we want to determine what we think it's worth and, I'm pretty spot on usually, Sean. Yeah, after
0: all these years, 20 years in, in business and,
2: and uh, you got to trust them. But mm-hmm. I lo- we love the appraisers. We use them a lot. We, if I ever have a question on something where I know the value, the, appraiser, the appraisal is good too because it does help the sellers a little bit because my, their number might be at, you know, X yeah. plus right. a lot. And I say, hey, let's get an appraisal. Right. And then we just let them, because if they don't believe me, you know, right. <laughs> let's get an appraisal and see what they come in at. Because we do. a home could sell for a big number, right? You can get it in writing right off the bat, but if it doesn't appraise, you're going to be in trouble.
1: Right. Do you ever stop by those appraisals and just poke your head in and say hi to the appraiser?
2: Yes, I do sometimes. I, or when they're coming out or, you know, sometimes I'll notice I'm out there, but it's cool because I have such a great relationship. And that's one of the added benefits I feel for, for me and my team is that, you know, the appraisers and the home inspectors, mortgage brokers, title companies, we've been dealing with them for so long. I know them all, they call me up. And if I have a sale, they might say, Joe, what, tell me about this home. How did you get that number? How did you get such a big number? What was something included? Did they throw all the cars in, you know, (laughs) How how did you get that? So it's cool because we're able to develop that relationship with each other. And it's cool. It's, it's like a high school reunion, you know, with with some of these, you know, people out there. And and that's how it is in my field.
1: That's when real estate's a lot of fun when you get to work with, you know, people that are enjoyable.
2: For
0: sure. People you trust, too. Yeah.
1: And so I want to go back a little bit to 0809. I want to kind of compare that to what's been going on with the whole COVID thing. Um, And of course, you, you know, you've been successful through through both times. Um, How has COVID affected your business? And what's the similarities and differences between the 0809 and COVID?
2: So it's interesting when when COVID started, when we started, everything was, it was all over the news. Everything was shutting down. I think the first game that was canceled was when I realized that this is real. Yeah, First sporting sporting event is canceled. Are you guys kidding me? I mean, Mm -hmm. we saw that and thought, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. So I would say that when I started to see that, I think I started to pace around the house thinking, oh my God, please don't let this you know, be a remake of, cause that was a tough market. I didn't yeah. think for anybody those years, you know, with, with inventory was building and short sales and foreclosures really started getting crazy. So it was weird because I had a couple of transactions, actually several under contract and they were calling in at the time, get mm-hmm. me out, get me out. And I was like, Oh no, please. But then all of a sudden it recovered so fast because everybody from the Midwest and up North and from everywhere, it seems like if they were ever going to get out of a big city and, 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 and get into it. some good weather and retire or semi-retire or just with COVID, somebody might have a job in New York City where they can work remotely and they move here. Yeah. So all of a sudden it went from like scare to I need to get more listings because I, I mean, you know, the, you know the, the, my listing count went from, I don't know, 50 something down to 30 something, you know, it's like they're going through, going through so quick. Like right, right now, I have listings coming up that will be sold. No one will ever know they were ever on the market because I have people waiting for them. So the key is get that phone to ring, get those listings. And, do, you, and, do, you you know,
1: do you notice a lot of people from up north right now coming a down? A lot, yes. Yeah.
2: What, what would you say are the big cities? In New York, New Jersey, Chicago, Indiana, um, you know, a lot of the Midwest, Texas a lot, a lot now. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much everywhere.
1: Have you seen a lot of people from California, California?
2: California? Yeah. Actually, California. yeah, I was gonna say California, LA. that's, yeah. that's been a big one as well. But you know, one thing I focus on is I try not to look at the, the, the news and what's happening in the world and, you know, the economy and, you know, through, through my whole career, you know, you have a lot of people that analyze the markets and that's, they get scared buyers or, you know, whatever it might be. But down here, we got beaches shopping we're close to airports just a million golf courses everywhere we around this is an awesome place to be mm-hmm. and people want to be here and that's the way i've always looked at it and that's why i've always been successful at that because i never really worried about i mean don't get me wrong i worry but you know as far as like right. why somebody would not want to buy here i mean why wouldn't you want to buy here we're in such a great location my parents picked a spot before i was able to make those decisions and i mom and dad picked a a really good spot for us because you know southwest florida is awesome that's for sure
0: it's beautiful here and um you know i don't want to drag it out at all but we did just have a, a very uh, significant um occurrence which happened yesterday which is joe biden was sworn in as president how do you think i mean there's definitely a lot of animosity and divide in the in the country how do you think if anything that will impact real estate
2: here in southwest florida i know a lot of people
0: talk about taxes
2: sure that- Deshaun, this comes up, and, you know, politics, it's interesting, because even all my closest friends and family never even hear me talk politics, because it's something I don't really, I feel like if you say the wrong thing, the other side, so I actually really stay silent as I can, and, yeah, I mean, that's obviously a big deal, but throughout the years, here's what I have personally found, it doesn't mean that it's a, a fact or anything else, but it's just, what I have seen is that during election time, things slow down after election, they pick up and it, it's like that every year. I mean before the election a few months ago, things were people were getting a little bit hesitant, yeah. but then after the election, no matter who's elected, things tend to sort of pick back up afterwards so me personally I don't think it's going to have any you know effect on what we do, just what I've seen in the past now could it you know I doubt it down here yeah
1: i mean, I, I believe Southwest Florida is kind of like in its own bubble where there it's almost like a waiting list of people just waiting to move down here. I mean, when I, when I grew up, I grew up in Naples and past nine fifty one, it was nothing out there in the estates. It was just, if you want to go out there, you went out there for four wheeling. Now people are building all the way out to Everglades and DeSoto Boulevard, which is crazy. Right. Um, what are, what are another thing that you think newer agents, um, getting into the business now with, you know, the whole COVID thing, how can they market themselves?
2: Well, the biggest thing is that you have to, first of all, as you mentioned earlier, which is a great question, Ricky, you got to get with the right agency to start because that's your, you're not going to sell anything until you pick out who you're going to go with. So that's the biggest thing. Pick who you're going to go with to start. Pick somebody good. If, if you don't have any buyers or any listings, maybe asking, you know, a top agent in the office to maybe sit some open houses for them, get in there and work for them. Because if you don't get up, get out and do something every morning, nothing's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So for me, I wanted to get ready, get out that door as fast as I can. So I would say, don't wait for that phone to ring, get out there and make it ring. That's, that's the biggest advice I can give to agents that are starting. That's what I do. And, you know, even, you know, like I said, 20 years in the business, I mean, I still go to open houses. I still, I I still do the events and, you know, you just still have to be out there with people just meeting and and greeting and and that's what you got to do. So. You got to not be afraid to hand out business cards. If if you're a new agent, put put like, I used to, I used to have a bunch of business cards in my pocket and I'd make sure I would come home without any of them in my pocket and just hand them out to random people. If I can help you, my name's Joe Pavage, wear that name tag, you know, get out there and make it happen. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's going to take time. It like anything. I mean, it's real estate does take years and years to get to a point where it's, it's it's moving. It's not going to be on, ever going to be on cruise control, mm-hmm. Ricky. Because earlier you said you know you, you gotta your reputation's everything. Yeah, so you really have to focus on making you know making people happy. But you got to get out there and you got to make it happen and just keep it moving.
0: Yeah. The um, the other thing is you know staying as he was talking about with marketing. I, we were talking about your website. Actually, your website is phenomenal. We're going through and it's like. A catalog of everything actually we saw the uh, the billionaires um <laughs> uh what was it billionaires
2: billionaires coast <laughs> billionaires yes, coast yes
0: uh, it, i think he came to our office and was trying to pitch something similar but more on a uh social like uh what are they doing now what the
1: like the selling sunset type of thing yeah oh, yeah.
0: yeah that kind of thing i think he's the same gentleman but it was Chuck. a f- four, four uh yeah, Chuck, um Artisone. Yeah. 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 Yep, yep, yeah. he came. When was the last time that
2: that aired? Was it's it? been a few years. Yeah. And I actually missed that show. Just I mean, it, you know, it, it didn't it wasn't like it went very far, but it was so fun and you uh, know, the agents that we had the chance to meet and the the scenarios and stuff that we were, we were going through. It was really was actually pretty fun I do kind of miss that uh, that show so did
1: you did you ever have people that contact you that said hey I saw you on that
2: all the time yeah I did yeah that's very cool I mean it wasn't like somebody was saying hey I saw you on the show I want to buy a 20 million dollar home yeah. <laughs> you know that wasn't happening but just people recognizing me out there yeah. was pretty funny yeah that's what, very cool. what do you think your
0: most valuable marketing tool is right now let's say everything was taken away like what would be the one thing you would you wouldn't want
2: that's a great question Deshawn um, biggest marketing tool right now would be me because i'm you know i'm a machine i get out there and i, I you know you you have to just you got to meet you got to meet people i mean if they took it all away you got to start over again and you know just walk up to people and be cool yeah and j- maybe if you can join some country clubs and
0: and shake hands and learn well, golf golfing is a learn big golf, deal golf yeah golf's a big deal i played a lot of a lot of client <laughs> golf that's for sure Probably that's, would have maybe rather been out on the boat a couple of times,
2: but sure.
1: that's one thing I really picked up over the last couple of years was golf, and I got a few clients out of it. But yeah, I had to learn how to golf and knock it out of the sand traps. Oh god, I hate the sand yeah, traps.
0: Yeah, don't get <laughs> caught in
2: the sand. That's for sure. So, are, are mailers dead? Would you? Would you mailers are good. They're yeah, still de- good. It depends on how. <clears throat> okay. The mailers are, you know, it depends on how you use them. I have a specific way that I do the marking. So, like for me. We were talking about that yesterday with me and Cindy, so I'm not going to share any of my, uh, my marketing secrets. Yeah, for I got sure. you. But, but, you know, it's cool because it, it, the, way we, the way I do it is, is, is a lot different, and it works. So mailers are good, though, for sure. I think the biggest thing is just promoting it and, and telling the story, right? I mean, you know, you got to be in the moment. you got to focus on what, what you're doing and how we're going to promote things, and you got to have people see your name. And then test it out, and then keep it going. And you know, you don't want to just let them see your name one time. Right, keep it going. There's too much ADD in this world today, anyway, <laughs> with social media and everything. Yes. Yeah.
0: so you have to keep on going. Um, neighbor or far bar,
2: which contract do you prefer, and why? That's a great question. There, um, they're both. They both have things that we all don't like. Um, it depends on if you got a buyer or a seller. Okay, um, I would say that. I think I've asked that people ask me that question a lot, a lot of realtors and in, in different events, I would say the majority of the people feel the neighbor might, would be a better contract um, okay. than the far bar contract. Okay. Me and myself, I guess it all depends on who I'm working with. You know, if, if I'm buying a home myself or if I'm working with a client, you know, you, you got to have the right also too, it's not only the contract, it's the addendums, right? What addendums are included or not included? Cause you can make, you, know, you can make a far bar contract similar by adding and, you know, adding different things to it as well. So, awesome.
1: so I, I got, I got a little bit of a wild question here. Okay. Let's say you had a time machine, right? And you can only make one trip back and it was to talk to your younger self when you first got started in real estate. What advice would you give young Joe?
2: Be in the moment. You know, I, I think that people worry so much about what's going on tomorrow, next month, a year from now, 10 year, you know, they, they, People are stressed because they're thinking of all these things they have to do. Like for me, right now, I'm with you guys, right? I know that my next appointment's at 4:30. When I'm done with you, I'm going there, and then when I'm done with that, when I'm going to go to the next one. So, I think the biggest thing is you can't put all the weight on your shoulders and think of all these things that you have to do. Um, another thing is too is just be yourself. I think as younger, I think we could probably all agree that when you're younger, you think the world revolves around you. You think that you're invincible. Yeah. You're not. And I think that talking to my younger self, I would say, hey, dude, relax. You're not invincible. You know what I mean? Like be in the moment. Stop thinking about what everybody else, you know, is thinking of you. Like be yourself and, you know, and do what you got to do. So that's, that's the advice I would give myself. That's really good advice. In my DeLorean. Back your Delorean. right? <laughs> <Back> <laughs> yeah,
0: DeLorean, future, right? Yep, yep. Only
1: one trip to talk to your younger self. Awesome.
0: Well, you've mentioned uh, quite a few times open houses. One when you were kind of hesitant in the beginning to start real estate because it was, you know, kind of maybe not so. I mean, so 21
1: years old. I'd rather go to the beach on Sunday. Yes. I <laughs> want to go to Key West Island. I don't want to be in that's what hour. we try
0: to tell people. Uh, but you know, with Doors Open Connect, we love open houses and we've actually found some exciting ways to bring some just some energy into them, and um, and we feel they're very important. But how important do you in today's market for you, especially you were saying you're doing this one on Sunday, how important is it to do open houses?
2: I think it's so important. And not only just to be there, like for me being in an open house, you know, if you wanna specialize in a market and you're there and the people are walking in to meet you and they're, you're giving them your cards, you can turn an open house into five sales. I mean, just by meeting different people. I like being there myself. I think it's, it's great to do. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. A lot of the times I have people do them for me, but you know, they, I'm close by. And I always say to a, a person, I do an open house. Hey, if anybody comes in serious, call me. I'll be there in five minutes. You right. know what I mean? But I think it's so important to do those because it's not only good for you, but it's good for your seller. They know that you're doing what you got to do. Cause the biggest thing in, in real estate is this, if, if your home, if the home isn't sold within 30 to 60 days, they're going to start second guessing you to wonder if you're doing all the right things. That's why we like to do the fun event we did with you guys. Right. You know, with, with our team over here. And, and we, that, know, but, that was phenomenal, by the thank way. Thank you. We, thank we talked you. about that on several other podcasts. Cindy
0: did an amazing job Cindy, with that one, yes, too. Yes, absolutely. The pizza, the fresh, everything, the Christmas vibes. The hot,
2: like It really felt like welcome home. You yeah, know? for sure. We had a great time doing that. So I think thinking out of the box as well, it shows you that, that um, your sellers are doing what you got to do. And not only that, but you can promote that. Mm-hmm. You promote the links and show people. And, and you know, not only does it become an event, it becomes something that can help you. Right. Market yourself.
1: And also, there's a lot of times where, and of course, I know you've experienced it. You got the nosy neighbors that walk into the open house. I want to see what upgrades they have. That's I want right. to see what they got. And a lot of times, those could also turn into potential sales right. right there. Because people are like, well, this guy's got a pizza party. He's got all kinds of great stuff going on here. This is who I want selling my house. I don't right. want the boring guy that just shows up with, with the old papers from the you know the MLS printed out. So that's, that's very cool and very important to make it an event instead of just... Come to my open house for three hours. I'll be sitting on the couch, staring at the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, right. we
0: we tell them, we tell the guys, especially the the younger ones. We got a kid now. He's amazing because uh, he listens and and um, but he does an event. You know, he he does raffles and giveaways and things uh, that nature and promotes it all week. Like you should. You shouldn't wait till Saturday night decide that you're gonna do an open house on Sunday and you've done no marketing. Yeah, for sure. Throw in the MLS. Throw a couple signs out there. Show up hungover and. Oh, uh, this uh, open houses are not for me because nobody comes through the open right. house that day. Yeah. Um, I had
2: one cool story too. I, I, I was doing an open house in Gulf Harbor in Fort Myers and we blew it up. You know, postcards, social media, MLS, you know, Zillow, realtor.com. We, we really went a little crazy with the marketing a few years back. I'll never forget a seller walks in and he says, I'm not interested in this home. I'm interested in you. Wow. He says, I want you to come out, come to my house afterwards. And I want you to look at it and tell me what you think it's worth. He says, I've been waiting a week now. I got your postcard last week, and I want, I want to just come in here and, and chat with you. So I thought, wow, that was pretty cool. You know, yeah. I, I never heard anybody do that before, and I thought, wow, I wish I had more people that walked in and said, hey, we want to interview you. So I thought, yeah. awesome.
0: We actually just um, had a really cool uh, story two two weekends ago <laughs> um, where we were doing five open houses in Tallis Park, hosted through Doors Open Connect, but um, uh, an agent there, Chloe, um, utilized us to, to leverage it, but she actually got a $3 million cash offer that came through nice. the one open house. And, um, and then there was another lady in there that is looking at using her to list her $10 million property. Oh,
2: that's great. So, and I've, and I know Chloe as well. She does a great job out there and Latin Talis park. and yeah. things like that. So yeah, that's great. Good for her. That was a, that was a really fun story. Um, cause not many agents are doing cool events like that. where you got a bunch of different things open and I think those are great. Oh, champagne
0: mm-hmm fine chocolates Christmas and then, music and you fill them it with was a, great you fill them with a couple of agents you pay them you know hey if if you get a buyer through the door we'll we'll do a referral fee or or whatever you want to negotiate but it worked out it gave them the experience and and she loved it and uh yeah um have you so have you sold one I'm sure you have in Talus Park no and I know you've sold them in Talus Park I'm saying <laughs> uh, through an open house had a had an offer through oh absolutely
2: with, yes uh, yes imagine it,
1: if you didn't do that open house
2: that's right exactly yeah, yeah it happens and it, it's good opportunities for for anybody really it's good opportunities to get the listings get buyers market yourself good for your seller it's just good to be there and what do you if you want to work you got to get out there because a lot of times i ask these agents i said well, what, what are you doing well what are you doing sunday um golfing well you know you need to cancel that and get in open houses you you know what are you doing during the week if you're not doing anything during the week find out an area that allows open houses during the week and stick a sign in the yard and, and work it that's what we that's what i do and that's what i did and those things work it's a lot of times nowadays everything is so tacky which is really cool because there's a lot of cool spins you can do on different things but it's the same system right from 20 years ago mm-hmm. 30 years yeah you know, it's the same thing right get up in the morning get out the door do something return phone calls Do the open houses. And if you're not doing anything, you got to find a way to keep busy. And that's, you got, that's, that's the biggest thing. Don't sit back. And you can do them
0: Monday through Sunday. I've seen them all the time on Marco Island too, especially during season. Yeah. I think,
1: I think people just need to buy less comfortable couches. (laughs) I think that'll get them out the door. Um, so I know you talked a little bit earlier about, um, you know, be in the moment, be in the moment, don't think too far ahead. Um, and this question's a little bit of the opposite, bigger picture. Future vision for you and your team. Um, where do you guys see yourself five to ten years? What kind of goals do you have in mind? Are there communities, areas that maybe you have your eye on that you would you want to get into? What kind of goals do you have set for you and your team for the next five ten years?
2: One of them's a big secret, Ricky. I can't tell you right oh, now, Okay. Sean. Okay. It's a secret. No, I'm just kidding. now. Right. I want to know. Now <laughs> I want to know. We're staying here until you tell us. Uh, Podcast over. <laughs> so, yeah, that's right. But the cool thing is, is that for me, you know, when I start to get get over like if our team starts to get overwhelmed i i could feel that and we add we add people you know like for example you know 10 years ago when i hired Teresa, it was me and her we got super busy right we got she was starting to get overwhelmed i was and it's very hard when you when you have you know you don't have time to do anything right so then i hired another person and then all three of us start getting overwhelmed. And then I hired a fourth person, we started to get over. So I think the biggest thing for me is growing and making this process smoother. Because right now it is, I, I've talked, you guys have heard me talk before, I mean, I love my girls, my team. Mm-hmm. Cindy, Teresa, mm-hmm. Julian, Stacy. I mean, make it happen for me. And I think as we grow, I will hire more people. I think in 10 years, I'll probably have five more people with me. And if I can do the same amount of volume now or more, Great. But I think the biggest thing for me is I want to make it smoother for my people I'm working with. Smoother for the sellers. smoother for. I mean, right now, for example, I mean, a seller doesn't even need to be down here to sell their home with us. I have it down to such a good science that we have cleaners, movers, stagers, get the house power washed. I can do a quick walk through, get things taken care of, get a sign up in the yard, get their furniture staged, have pictures done. They don't even, they're not even there. Right. A lot of times now I'll FaceTime a seller and say, Is this how you had your couches set up or however, you know, just so they know so they can see how they wanted it. We want it we want it to make good make it look good how they wanted it. Right. But they don't even need to be there for these showings. So for us, we've made it so simple now. You know, when we sell a property, the sellers might panic because they're up in, you know, California somewhere and go, Oh my God, how am I gonna get down there? I'm like, Don't worry, we can have it cleaned for you, we get the home inspection stuff done for you, we can have your furniture shipped back home. You Don't even need to be here we'll 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 send you documents to sign in the mail notarize them send them back. We've made it so simple for people. I think that now bring it on we could take on more business so you know I think making it smoother that that's it you know? nice and streamlined mm-hmm. and i
0: think i I think I heard um that your your son was very interested in uh possibly following in your footsteps yes, as well. Yes, so, yes. Going to take them under your wing? I
2: like to get them all under my wing, yeah, for sure. Yep. But I think my oldest son, he, he's, he always laughs because one of the cool stories was we were driving down Bonita Beach as a family. We were coming back from West Bay Beach Club and, and I said to my 10-year-old, he was nine at the time, I said, all right, Joey, let's look at this street. What side's more expensive, the right or the left? You know, one side's the beach, one side's the bay. And he goes, Dad, duh, the right side. And I thought, well, that was easy. 50-50, flip a coin, you know, it's 50, you know, know, anybody can get to fit. So I said, why? He goes, Dad, it's because it's on the beach. So that's funny because he learns from me and everything else. And uh, we interact a lot with with his math stuff and questions. And I, you know, I calculate square footage for him Mm -hmm. and show him, you know, what a home might cost to do. So it's been fun. And I hope that they do join their dad's footsteps. That's for sure. It is. Get a bigger, be
0: cool. Bigger team. Yeah. Hey, um. Any uh, good reads, training books, classes or quotes or, or, or books that you that inspire you or have inspired you that you would recommend to our listeners?
2: You know, nowadays with with the, with podcasts and audibles and things like that, you know, it's nice to just motivational books, you know, feel good books. I'd say none in general that I, that I can mention, but but certainly just just getting get your mind off of things. You know, for me, I try not to get too caught up in, in the scrolling on your phone. 'Cause I think a lot of times these phones are like yeah. they're like you want it you just grab it and you just grabbed it a minute ago and you're like swiping you down you're like, what am I even looking hole. at right now? Yeah. Right. So I'm a big movie guy. So I like movies and, and and different podcasts and things like that. But you know
1: All right, favorite movie.
2: Favorite movie. Um, let's see here.
1: Off topic question, Off the, but uh, now that you mentioned it, I'm a movie guy too, so all I got right.
2: A Place Beyond the Pines. Oh Have wow! I that? just
1: watched that uh, like a year ago. Isn't that a great movie? Yeah, it was. I good. mean, there's
2: many, but that's one that stuck at me because it's such a. I bit a few fingernails movie. during that movie.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. Place yeah. Beyond the Pines. I
0: don't think I've ever heard of
1: that. Oh,
2: you got to check it out. Yeah, it's great. But who's in it? Bradley Cooper's in it. Who else is in that? That's um. um oh, what's that actor?
1: He's a big actor.
2: That's one of those movies that. There's a
1: few. There's a few big actors in that movie. Yeah, there is. Yeah.
2: It's funny because there's um. You know, I've talked to a few people and I've said, you got to see this movie. And, you know, it's funny because nobody's ever seen the movie and it's, it's an awesome flick. So yeah. that's one of the ones I like. And, of course, shows, you know, on TV. I mean, who doesn't love watching all these new shows that are out on Netflix? And- right.
1: Yeah. Netflix really saved us during the COVID thing.
0: Any of the real estate guys like Grant Cardone? Yeah, actually, yeah. that's
2: those are great. Great as well. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, but some of these shows on Netflix nowadays are just awesome. I mean, you know, that's we, we kind of go through them. Yeah, and, really and just quick. move, move yeah. on to the next one. So, and
1: then you're like, oh, I got to wait a year for the next season to come yeah, out. Just for what what am I do? I thought
2: this was over. <laughs> final uh, season. Just finished Cobra Kai. Third <laughs> oh, season already. Great. Yeah, love that.
0: Nostalgia Lane.
2: Yep. The Undoing. Have you guys seen The Undoing? No, not yet. That's great. I some it. of the ones you got. You know, Game of Thrones and some of the old. Oh, yeah. those are great shows.
0: All right, well, Joe, this has been an absolute pleasure. We're cheering you and uh, your team on at Realty World. And uh, we wishing you guys nothing but continued success. You're definitely doing it big. This is, you know, gorgeous listing you have here and you're doing all right. 2021, this is a great start. Um, Go ahead and plug your business and anything else you'd like to tell our listeners and where they can find you and your team.
2: You can reach me at my cell phone number. That's the only number I put online trying to make it easy for people to call. And my phone number is 239-910-0304. You don't have to dial a 1-800 number and hit six prompts to get a voicemail that I'm never going to return. I, I pick up every call. You can also email me at pavich123 at gmail.com. Try to make that as simple as I can. Mm-hmm. And, or my website, joepavichjr.com. Yeah, I highly recommend you guys taking a look at the, uh, whether you're looking to
0: buy list, um, you know, uh, anything. Uh, go through his website. It's, it's actually, it's, it's impressive. Thank you. Um, go ahead. Uh, for our listeners, please contact us at doorsopenconnect at gmail.com. You can DM, DM us with any questions that you may have. We love and would appreciate any feedback, any likes. Um, go ahead, if you can, do us a favor. If you've enjoyed this so far, leave us a review. Um, if you have anybody that you're looking for us, to, you'd love to hear us um Uh, interview in the future on episodes or any questions you'd like to ask some of our guests, uh, please reach out to us. Again, you can DM DM us at uh, Doors Open Connect on IG. It's uh, Doors Open Connect LLC on our Facebook page. And we do have a TikTok now. It's at uh, Doors Open Connect. And um, yeah, I think
1: 2021 is going to be the year we really get into TikTok.
0: Is, yeah, you know what? I've been having having some fun with that. Have you started that yet? Uh, no, 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 I have not. <laughs> I bet you Cindy's going to put you on <laughs> yes, that. She's going to yes, make she you. Is. She's going to make you dance. Hecky, that's for sure. <laughs> again, thank you very much for allowing us to uh, take time to stop by here at this listing during your busy schedule and provide us valuable insight and feedback. And a big shout out and thank you again to all of our listeners, supporters. Thank you, Kobe uh, from Core Films, for stopping by and filming this for us. And until next time, this is Deshaun Robinson and Rick Haas signing out. We will keep the doors open so your deals stay closing.